of the Lord. Today we are looking in the book of Exodus chapter number 17. The book of Exodus chapter number 17. We're going to begin reading with verse 14 this morning. Exodus chapter number 17. And we'll begin reading with verse number 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book, and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Amen. This morning we're going to spend a little time in reflection. Father, we thank you for the word, Lord. I thank you that it is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. God, I just pray today that you will anoint and empower us today to deliver the word of God that you have given us to deliver today, we ask in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. God is big on memorials. We understand that a memorial is something designed to preserve the memory of a person, a place, or an event. And throughout the scriptures, God instructed the people concerning memorials. Either he said to to write this down in a diary or to pile up a a heap of rocks or, or, or give an offering or do this ritual or ceremony. But over and over and over, God said to his people, do this as a memorial. Even the Lord's Supper is a memorial. Do this, Jesus said, in remembrance of me. We understand tomorrow is Memorial Day. It's a day that was first set aside to honor the soldiers who died in battle in the Civil War. And then later on, uh, all fallen soldiers of every war were included in this holiday. And and now today, we include everyone who has ever passed away uh, in death. We we, we include them in our uh, memorial called Memorial Day. Memorial is all about remembering. Well, I believe it is good to honor the memory of those that have gone on before us. But but I also think that it would be good for all of us. It would be a good time for us to reflect in general. You see, we're so busy living our lives that we often fail to stop and reflect or ponder or think or remember. I believe it would be beneficial for parents to reflect on what it was like to be a kid. Are we making the very same mistakes with our kids that our parents made with us? Do you you remember how you felt as a child when your parents treated you a certain way? Are you doing the same thing with your kids? I believe it would be good for the wealthy if they would remember what life was like before they gained their fortune. If the rich did a little reflecting, they might appreciate what they have a little bit more. and, And maybe they might have a little more patience and understanding of those who are struggling in this area. 
And I think it would be very, very good for the mature saint or child of God to reflect or remember all of the dumb things that they did when they were a rookie saint. And I could go on and on and on and on with this this morning. There there are three things that, that I want us to reflect upon today. And the first thing I want us to reflect upon is the past. Now, be clear this morning, I'm not suggesting that we live in the past as some do, but, but I am suggesting that a little jog down memory lane is good for us every now and then. I think we ought to reflect upon the people that we have known. This is Memorial Weekend, so it's a good thing for us to reflect, to look back, to look back to the past at, at the people that we have known and who are the people that, that we have looked up to in our life and who are the people that have taught us and, and who are the people who, who gave us a, an opportunity when no one else would, they gave us an opportunity. I love the the story of the two men who came upon a turtle sitting on top of a fence post. And one man said to the other, said, it's quite obvious this turtle didn't get up here all by himself. And friend, wherever you are in life, you didn't get there all by yourself. Your parents raised you, your teachers taught you, your, your friends encouraged you, some employer hired you and took a chance on you. Who are the people in your life who helped to mold and, and fashion and shape you? Who are the people in life that helped you become who you are today? Maybe you could call somebody. Maybe you could send a little note to somebody that's still living and just thank them for the contribution that that they have made or are making in your life. I think we also should reflect upon the places where we've been. The places where we've been. You know, I've lived everywhere from the basement of a church to Snob Hill and everything in between in the past 37 years my wife and I have been married. I've pastored 13 people and I've pastored 450 people. I've had a little bit and I've had a quite a bit. I've, I've pastored in a small town, I've pastored in a small city, and now I pastor in a metroplex. But I want to tell you this morning that I can honestly say that I have been happy everywhere I have been. Never forget my brother asking me when I went to Midland, Texas, uh, what in the world is in Midland, Texas, and how can anybody live out here? But I want to tell you, we were, we were happy because we were in the will of God. And I have been happy everywhere I've ever been. I have learned something everywhere I have ever been. And I am thankful for every place that I have been. And daily in my prayer time, I thank God for every place that He has taken me to and for the places where I went on my own some of the places I've been in my life I had a direct call from God and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew and I thank God for all of those places that he took me to but I also thank God for all the places where I went on my own I'm thankful that God didn't desert me even when I went somewhere on my own we're reflecting on the past today We need to reflect upon the people that we have known. We need to reflect upon the places where we have been. And and I believe this morning we ought to reflect upon the problems that, that we have encountered. The what? Pastor, I want to forget those. Again, this morning, we shouldn't live in the past, but it is good for us to reflect even upon past 
problems. Let me just quickly this morning share six things that we know about problems. Six things we know about problems. Number one, they're proof. Problems are proof. Proof of what? They're proof that you are a part of the human race. Job chapter 14 and verse 11. Man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. How many of you are encouraged now? Friend, if you have or if you have had trouble or problems, it simply means that you're breathing. It simply means that you are a human. It simply means that you are a part of the human race. Number two, problems are patrolled. Oh, I like that. Oh, they're patrolled. Job chapter 2 and verse 6. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. Friend, God limited what Satan could do to Job. Did you know that the devil cannot do anything to you? He cannot bring anything across your path. But first of all, he gets permission from Almighty God. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, Paul wrote, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow. Say not allow. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Oh, but with the temptation, he will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God patrols our problems. Nothing happens to us in life that he has not allowed. The third thing I want you to know about problems, and that is they're often personally inflicted. Personally Inflicted. Not all, but many, if not most of our problems, we have brought on ourselves. Bill, Jack, and Fred were doing construction work on a very, very tall building, and at lunchtime, Bill opens up his lunch pail and gasps, Oh, not another sandwich! I'm so sick of sandwiches. If I get a sandwich tomorrow, I'm jumping off this building. Jack, and Jack opens up his lunch pail, Soup again! Ah, if I get soup for my lunch tomorrow, I'm jumping with you. Fred opened his lunch pail burritos. I am just so sick of burritos. If I get burritos for lunch again tomorrow, I'm jumping. The next day at lunch, Bill opens his lunch pail sandwiches. He jumps. Jack opens his lunch soup. He jumps. Fred opens his lunch pail. Ah, burritos. He jumps. At the funeral... Bill and Jack's wives are crying. Oh, Bill's wife said, if I only knew how much he hated sandwiches, I wouldn't have made him a sandwich. Jack's wife said, and if I only knew how tired of soup he was, I wouldn't have made him soup. And these two wives look over at Fred's wife. She is not even shedding a tear. She said, hey, she said, don't look at me. Fred always made his own lunch. Sometimes I find jokes and I put sermons around them. Amen. I'm kidding. How many understand this morning? Most of our problems are personally inflicted. Have you ever had a day of stupid, hey man, that cost you a year of grief? Number four, they're passing. Psalm 84 and 6, as you pass through the valley of Baca, make it 
a spring. The word Baca simply means tears. The psalmist said, as you pass through the valley, as you pass through Baca, as you pass through the valley of tears, friend, notice he said, as you pass through, we're not supposed to set up camp. We're not supposed to pitch a tent. Amen. We're not to have a pity party. We are meant to pass through the problems in life. Number five, they're persistent. They're persistent. At the end of every valley lies another mountain. And although mountaintops are breathtaking, they're incredible, they're wonderful, yet the mountain still must be climbed. After Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness being tempted of the devil afterwards, uh, and after he had defeated the devil three times, Luke 4 and 13 says, When the devil ended every temptation, he departed from him. Well, hallelujah! Let's have a shouting time. Satan is defeated. Satan is gone. But wait just a minute, I didn't read all of the verse. It says he departed from him for a season. For a season. Friends, Satan can be defeated. He is defeated. He can be defeated. He will be defeated. Oh, what he brought against us didn't work. But write this down, my friend. He will be back. The sixth thing about problems is they're purposeful. Problems are purposeful. There's a purpose for everything that happens in our life. Now, we may not understand what the purpose is. We may not even agree with what the purpose is. But every problem has a purpose. Romans 8 and 28 that we quote quite often around here says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according unto His purpose. Notice two things here. It doesn't say that God causes everything that happens. It says that he causes that everything that does happen to work together for our good. And notice it's according to his purpose. We're taking a moment this morning to reflect today. We're, we're reflecting upon the past. We remember people. We remember places. We remember problems. The th- second thing I think we need to reflect upon this morning, that is the present. The present. You know, we often think of the past as the good old days. How many of you have ever heard anybody talk about the good old days? We talk about and refer to the past as the good old days. Well, friend, if the past is the good old days, then the present is the future's good old days. The problem with the good old days is we didn't know they were the good old days when we were going through them. It's a shame that we have to wait until years after to enjoy our days. Why can't we pause and take a deep breath? Why can't we take a look around us? Why can we not count up all of our many blessings? Why can we not focus on what is right in our life instead of focusing on what is wrong in our life? But pastor, haven't you heard? We're in a recession. Some are even calling it a depression. And some prophets are even calling it the wrath and judgment of God. Well, guess what? I simply have chosen not to participate. 
You can have a recession if you want to. You can be depressed if you want to. You can call it the wrath of God if you want to. My Bible tells me that God has not appointed me under wrath. The wrath of God is going to be poured out. The judgment of God is coming upon planet earth. But not yet. I'm still here. You're still here. Friend, I refuse to live my life according unto the secular media who only lie only when their mouth is moving. They only lie when they want to manipulate us. After church, you come up to me, I'll tell you how I really feel about it. I refuse to listen to the world's report when I have already read God's report. Hallelujah. And friend, His report tells me that I am blessed and I am highly favored. His report tells me that my God will supply all of my need according unto His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His report tells me that He always causes me to, to be in triumph in Christ Jesus. His report tells me that I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I'm above and I am not beneath. His word, oh, His report tells me He's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out for me so many blessings. I won't have room enough to receive them. His report tells me he's going to rebuke what is devouring my money and my stuff. Friend, you can walk the floor if you want to. You can roll up into a fetal position and suck your thumb in fear if you want to. But friend, I still believe that the God that got me this far is going to take me all the way home. I want to tell you this morning, you've come just too late. Amen. You've come too late to scare me. I'm like David of old. I've been a young man and now I'm a little bit older. And yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I have never seen his seed begging for bread. I've had a little and I've had a lot, but I've all always had enough. And I'm telling you that my God is not only a God of enough, but He's a God of more than enough. No, sir, my friend, I'm not going to participate, amen, in this recession or depression. Amen. My Bible tells me that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That tells me that the God, oh, that gave three million people manna in the wilderness. Oh, my God, that gave, that sent ravens, amen, to feed the man of God by the brook. Oh, the same one that fed the 5,000 families with five loaves and two fish. He's still the same today as He was back then. Amen. You can choose to live according unto this world's economy if you want to. I choose to live with God's economy. Give the Lord a shout of praise in this house today. Just a little bit of reflecting this morning. Let me tell you about some things that are happening today in the here and the now. Three things that that God has done for us in the present. First of all, He purchased us. He purchased us. Acts 2 and 28, God has purchased us with His own blood. Hebrews 9 and 12, with His own blood He entered the most holy place once for all, having purchased eternal redemption. Friend, I don't know about you, but if God never does one more thing for me, what He did on Calvary's cross is enough. Amen? But not only has He purchased us, but He has purified us. Purified us. Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now, say now. There is therefore now no condemnation. How much? 
No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according unto the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 2 Thessalonians 5 and 23, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely. How much? Completely. Sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Friend, without Christ, I am wretched, I am miserable, I am poor, I am blind, I am naked. But with Him, I become the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm talking about what God is doing for us in the here and the now. In the present, He has purchased us, He has purified us, and friend, He has prepared us. He's prepared us. 2 Timothy 2 and 21, the man of God is a vessel of honor, useful To the master prepared for every good work. 2 Timothy 3 and 17. The man of God may be complete, thoroughly prepared unto every good work. Somebody said it quite well. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Friend, if God has placed something on your heart to do, be assured that he can help you do it. Well, we're just taking a few moments to, to, to reflect today. We've talked a little bit about the past, a little bit about the present. Let's talk a little bit about the potential. Let's talk about the potential. Friend, the people of God have unlimited potential. Unl- say that to your neighbor. I have unlimited potential. Say that. Let me tell you something, friend. The future is so bright for the people of God that we all ought to be wearing shades. The potential. What is the potential for the people of God? Well, number one is perpetual blessings here on earth. Perpetual blessings here on earth. Friend, God didn't just save us just to go to heaven. There's a lot of people today, they think the only reason they are saved is so they don't have to go to hell. And so they get to go to heaven. And let me tell you, there's nothing greater in, in, there's nothing greater than escaping hell and going to heaven. But I want to tell you that God saved you, friend, not just to keep you out of hell. And He saved you not just to go to heaven, but He saved you so that you might have perpetual blessings on earth in the here and the now. Oh, I love John 10 and 10 in the Amplified. It's it's one of my life verses. Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life and have it until the full and have it until it overflows and have it in abundance. 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. May what? Barely get by. Sneak through. Hold out to the end. No, I pray that you may prosper in, in some things. In how many things? Oh, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul Prosperous Matthew 7 and 11, Jesus said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, oh, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? 1 Timothy 6 and 17, The living God gives us richly all things to enjoy. I don't know about you, my friend, but I refuse to sit around and feel sorry for myself when God has promised me perpetual blessings in the here and the now. No, sir, my friend, I'm not just going to sit around and hold the fort and wave the answer back to heaven. No, no, no. I'm not going to just try and hold the fort. I'm not going to just try and tie a knot at the end of my rope and hang on and hope I don't fall 
off. Amen. I'm not asking you to pray for me that I might just, you know, hold out to the end. Man, my God has promised me perpetual blessings in the here and in the now. He hasn't just given me life, but He has given me abundant life. That's a life of victory. That's a life of inexpressible and full of glory. Oh, friend, God has some incredible things for us in the here and in the now. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's remember these things on Memorial Weekend. The saint's potential not only includes perpetual blessing here on earth, but also permanent blessing in heaven. Permanent blessing in heaven. John 14, verse 2 and 3. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. (laughs) Oh, if it were not so, Jesus said, I... I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And Jesus said, if I go and I prepare a place for you, I'm coming again. And I'm going to receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, the psalmist said in Psalm 16 and 11, in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, oh, the revelator said in John, or excuse me, in Revelation chapter 21, And verse number 4, God's going to wipe away every tear from their eye. And there'll be no more death. There'll be no more sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things have passed away. Oh, chapter 22, he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life that bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Oh, there'll be no more curse. Ah, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it and His servants will serve Him. They shall see His face and His name will be on their foreheads and there'll be no more night there. They don't need a lamp. They don't need a light of the sun because the Lord God gives them light and they will reign forever and forever. Verse 12, And Jesus said, Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according unto His his work. I'm telling you, my friend, oh, friend, there are permanent blessings that are awaiting for the people and the saints of God. This is Memorial Weekend. You can think about Grandma and Grandpa, maybe Mama and Daddy that is on the other side. I want to tell you, if they knew Jesus Christ, they are walking streets of gold. Amen. They have joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. They have the joy of the Lord that is their strength. Amen. They have the incredible blessings of all of heaven. It's good for us to reflect a little bit this morning. Amen. Amen. Turn that news dial off. Amen. And start reading the good news this morning. There's some good things going on right now and some good things ahead for the people of God. Give the Lord a shout of praise in this house today. Hallelujah. If we could have the musicians and singers back this morning. As I said at the beginning of this message, God is big on memorials. On one occasion, he told his people, he said, pile up rocks here for a memorial. And when your kids ask you, what is this all about? Oh, then it will remind you to tell them what I did for you. On other occasions, he said, write it down in a diary so you won't forget. So that you can look back and remember the incredible blessings. Oh, there were memorial offerings. There were rituals. There were ceremonies used as memorials. Even the bread and the juice at communion is a memorial. 
Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Friend, on this memorial weekend, let us take time to remember some things. We need to remember the past. Don't need to live in the past, but it's good to take a peek over our shoulder and and just remember some people, remember some places, remember even some problems. Oh, and see how, remember how God got you through and what God did for you back then, he'll do for you today. And what he does for you today, he'll do out there when you need him to. Amen. We need to remember the past. We need to remember those people that have helped us to get where we are. Amen. Amen. I thank God for every, every preacher that let me in his pulpit when I was just a, a kid preacher. Amen. And when I was just a young, young man trying to get started. I know I guard this pulpit, man. I guard it. It ain't easy to get in this pulpit. Guard it. Sacred. It's important. Amen. But I thank God there's some men that gave me an opportunity, gave me a chance. Hallelujah. Some people say, Pastor, oh, I'd sure like to have heard you preach 35 years ago. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) It's better now than it was then. If it ain't good now, it was bad then, okay? Amen. Amen. Remember the present. Remember the present. Remember His promises. You know, and I, I don't mean to be unsympathetic to your situation, what you're going through today, but I'm just here to tell you today, you know what, when you get through this, it's going to go good for a while, and then you're going to have something else come up. Aren't you excited to hear that this morning? Say, Pastor, you need to be more uh, positive. I'm positive there's going to be more things come out in the future. <laughs> it's just called life. Just call life. Amen. But the God that got us through back there will get us through today. And what we get through today, God will help us to get through again tomorrow. And then we need to, oh, we need to, we need to reflect on the, on the potential. Oh, perpetual blessings today. You know what? Wherever I go, whatever I do, I'm going to be blessed. You say you're arrogant. No, I'm just convinced. I'm not arrogant. I've just been down the road. I've been places that there was no cotton-picking way that I should have been blessed. But still got blessed. Amen? I'm not arrogant. I'm just convinced. I'm just convinced that I have the favor of God. I'm just convinced that God likes me. I'm just convinced that God's on my side. I'm just convinced that greater is He that's within me than He that's within the world. I'm just convinced that He always leads me into triumph. I mean, when I'm on that 18th tee box and I'm down by three, I'm still convinced. I mean, because I know if I can get a couple of good shots and a racer uh, on the scoreboard a little, I can get it done. Amen. Father, we love you today. You're an awesome God. You are an awesome and incredible, wonderful God. And God, I thank you for everything you have ever done. God, I thank you for what you are presently doing. And God, I thank you, Lord, that I I have an an incredible future, an incredible future in the here and now and in the sweet by and by. Because that's what your word says, and I just choose to believe your word. Hallelujah. Lord, I know there are people today that are going through struggles, going through difficulties, going through hard times. God, I pray that this word today, this word today will lift them up, will encourage them. It will build their faith today to believe you to be a God of the now. And have the courage to live one more day and believe one more time 
that you're able, that you're able, and that you're causing everything that we're going through to work together for our good and for your glory. Hallelujah. The ushers are coming this morning. We're going to partake of the Lord's Supper in just a little bit. It's Memorial Weekend. The Lord's Supper is a memorial. Jesus said, do this in remembrance.